You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast, sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 82 of the Fearless Business Podcast. I'm Mary, here with my co-host Jamie, and today we're talking all about crowdfunding. Mary, I'm sorry, but I have to laugh because I feel like our listeners need to know just how difficult it is for us to get the that those few words <laughs> you just got out every week. I thought, oh man, I thought you were going to tell me that we had to start over. <laughs> no, we we finally did it correctly. Um, you, ha, we're eighty three episodes in, and um, yeah, it's really hard to say that. I just, I mean, this week, I love that we're talking about crowdfunding. A big thing, a part of crowdfunding, obviously, is the pitch, and um, we can't even get the words out to like welcome you to listen. So, Welcome you to the show. Yeah, yeah. To say I think our most names. Of my pitches are by email. <laughs> I know. Could you imagine if we had to make pitching phone calls? That would be. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, the, there are times you have to get on a call, but yes, um, yes. yeah. But 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 you, they already know you. Why is yes. the introduction always so hard to everything? I don't know. Like the hard stuff, talking about like a complex topic, no problem saying my name the, <laughs> the name of the podcast the simple thing <laughs> episode number name and name of podcast if anyone that hard if anyone wants to enlighten us on why this is difficult we'd appreciate it yeah don just laughs at but, us but you know i like to think we we maybe have less takes now than we did before <laughs> i mean maybe one less yeah. he literally wrote he's on mute right now can't say anything. Hi, yeah, so we so we can say whatever we want. He, he literally wrote in the notes to us as we're talking. How do you two always mess this up? Every week, he said. <laughs> then he said something with a curse word that we won't say. No, we won't because it's rude, and we are PG or G. We won't. We won't put it on Insta stories either. Oh, we might. <laughs> so pitching. I feel like this is like pitching season. And pitching with yeah. a P, not a B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm pitching for stuff in 2020 already, which boggles my brain. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's September, mid-September. So yeah, the the year is basically over. Once July hits, 
you get the Christmas in July commercials, then the year is basically over. You've literally written off six months of a 12-month year. <laughs> I know, but that's how it feels. That's how it feels. Yeah. You start school in September. They get like breaks right away for holidays. And then it's, you know, it's December. That's so. one of the most depressing things you've ever said. Yeah, that is kind of like <laughs> off-brand for me, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> the real Mary for everybody. Yeah, it. I do. I do feel like like I sat down with. Um, I I do a lot of speaking with Jenny Guy from MediaVine. She's um uh, runs their marketing department over there, and our a lot of our topics like really complement each other well. And we had a call today to talk about all the different places and the topics that we wanted to talk about for 2020. I was like, this is crazy. I mean, I understand people are generally, I'm sure many of our listeners are like, that's normal. But as someone who doesn't really like to plan, <laughs> it really freaks me out. For products, I mean, for products, like now is a big time of year for like babies. September is one of the big, August and September, I think are the two biggest um, baby months. And yeah, if you want products in, in print, well, for that, or even for the holidays to get your product in for the holidays, like that has already happened. Yeah. What? Oh, I get it. Yeah. Because by the time they put it to print and then, you know, ha yeah, having it ready for the holidays for people to see it. I know it's a pitching. You really have to work backwards hmm. and like really plan if it's something particular, you know, if you're, if you're looking at like a print ad or, you know, something like that podcasts and stuff okay maybe you know it's not as long of a lead time but although we do get yeah. in a lot of trouble for we did a good job we sat down and we we did some planning we have some really fun we stuff did. coming up we do yes we we did some planning i know we it's did. gonna be some cool guests yep so i guess we plan more i just try not to make a great announcement that i am planning well i plan and i kind of drag you you you're so thank god this is this is why we make good partners because, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but pitching is it's an art. I'm excited to hear what Kate has to say um, all about crowdfunding, because I feel like that's a topic that is uh, baffling and frankly, scary to a lot of people. Yeah. And I think I mean, she has she has so many great things that she covers in there about why you might want to crowdfund, how it helps you and everything. But she does say, I mean, the the pitch and like telling people about what you're doing is crucial to having a successful crowdfunding campaign because you have to be able to tell anyone and everyone about what you're doing in a very short amount of time yes that too i mean it, that that's what gets me with pitching is you really have to spend a lot of time thinking about your well you have to be super concise yeah because like you, people don't want to read like long well they won't paragraphs. they no, won't they won't their well, eyes glaze over and they just yeah. delete it. Well, of course. Like I actually, um, that's funny. I have two, I have two examples about this, both related to like mentoring young lawyers. So when I, way back when, when I used to have like a large class of um, interns that worked for me when I worked for the government, I would make them come into my office and tell me their problem in less than five sentences. They hated it. But I was like, there's literally nothing that's so complicated that you can't tell me in five sentences or less. And it made them better communicators. Um, and we weren't allowed to use pronouns. That was the other thing. People don't realize you say they, this, that. You don't know what anybody's talking about. I tortured them. But the, every time they left, they were like, you made me a better writer because you're able to speak in a concise way. 
And I had the same thing happen. I have one of my associates at Hashtag Legals writing a research memo for a client. And I was like, you did a beautiful job. The research is great. Now you have to write it like a non-lawyer is reading it. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's going to read that very long paragraph you just created. No, no, they're not. Yeah, it's I I've seen that, too, even when I pitch um, when I pitch to like celebrities or to to celebrities like PR and media people. I'm super short and super to the point because they get so many things in their inbox. I mean, if there's a chance they're going to read it and I've had replies and the replies are literally one of the replies was send it here and the address and that was it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So they don't even I mean, because they're just, you know, they're going through really quickly. So I I mean, hey, I was happy that they replied to me. So that's a yeah, it's because it's super short. Yeah huge win. Yeah. Because it has to be super short. Otherwise people aren't going to pay attention. And, you know, we'll get to the episode now with Kate because she covers a lot in, in how you approach it and how you tell your story and why that's important when you're doing one of these campaigns. So let's get to it. Kate Anderson is a leader in generating change and gender equality within the private fundraising space. As co-founder and operations director of iFundWomen, she has driven millions of dollars into the hands of female founders. Named one of NASDAQ's 10 best resources of funding for women entrepreneurs, iFundWomen's flexible crowdfunding platform combines a pay-it-forward model, expert startup coaching, professional video production, and private community for its entrepreneurs, all with the goal of helping female entrepreneurs launch. Kate is married to her husband, Mark, and they live in Boston with their three little kids. And now on to the episode. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you today all about iFundWomen. So can you first tell our audience and our listeners, what is iFundWomen and how did it come to be? iFundWomen is a startup funding platform designed specifically for female entrepreneurs, providing access to capital, coaching, creative connections, and the community critical to launching and growing better businesses. And so why did you start that? We started iFundWomen in November of 2016 because we noticed there was a total lack of funding options for early stage female entrepreneurs and not just funding options, options for community and coaching. And um, we launched as a beta in November of 2016. And from there, we really saw that there was a huge demand for this um, for this space and, and have seen exciting growth since then. So if anyone isn't familiar particularly with crowdfunding, what is it and what does that mm-hmm. mean for your business? So iFundWomen is a rewards-based crowdfunding platform. And a rewards-based crowdfunding platform means um, it's when entrepreneurs go out and raise small increments of money from lots of people who are in their personal and professional network that adds up to just enough money that they need to reach a specific goal. So rewards-based crowdfunding means backers are contributing to your campaign in exchange for rewards. They're not getting any equity in, in your business, and it's not a loan that you have to pay back. It's cash that you keep to grow your business. And what types of rewards would they get, for example? Yeah, it really runs the gamut. Some people will be pre-selling a product. So it could be pre-selling new yoga pants that you're creating. It could be um, if you had a film, it could be you could be an extra on the film or get a signed 
poster. Um, if someone's selling a book, it could it could be a dedication in the book or a signed copy of the book. We've had a lot of female-led co-working spaces on iFundWomen where the entrepreneurs have had rewards that are, if you pay up front, it's an annual membership to the co-working space. So it really runs the gamut. But they're usually unique experiences or opportunities that the backers will, will, it will entice them to back the campaign. Oh, that's really cool. So what would you say sets iFundWomen apart from other crowdfunding platforms? Yeah, that's a great question. So so what sets us apart from other crowdfunding platforms is other platforms are limited to raising money. And iFundWomen's professional services, in particular, our new platform coaching at iFundWomen, supports entrepreneurs on their entire startup journey. Um, so we want to be the go-to spot when every female entrepreneur is thinking about starting or growing her business, that she knows that iFundWomen is the place that can help her for every aspect of that journey. So it's we know it's not just about funding. Many women cite lack of capital as a top challenge when they start their business, but other barriers that they face also are lack of mentors and a support system. And iFundWomen is a holistic approach to all of that. Yes, I love that. The support is so important. I mean, for so many reasons in business. So that's fantastic. Totally. And and many of our entrepreneurs are solo founders and being able to have a community of women that are with them in the hustle that are going through the exact same thing, you know, mm-hmm. are, are growing, scaling their businesses, but more specifically are raising capital for their businesses at the exact same time and being able to really have open and honest conversations to say, you know what, today was a great day or today was not a great day. And and having that community is so critical. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of not great days, right? <laughs> Yeah, a lot. (laughs) Okay, so how does someone know if they should go the crowdfunding route? Yeah, that's another great question. So we believe that crowdfunding should be really the first step on every female entrepreneur's funding journey. Rewards-based crowdfunding is a great way to really test if there's demand for your product before you invest in supply. It allows you to um, do early marketing. It allows you to get beta testers um, and early supporters of what it is you're doing. What we don't want to see people do is spend a ton of money investing in something that nobody wants to use. And so we view that we view rewards-based crowdfunding as a great way to test that, to see do people want what it is that you're selling and to raise that early seed capital you need to either launch your app, open your co-working space, launch your first product line, really assess like, are people interested? Do they want this before you roll out whatever it, whatever thing that it is you're creating? Is there a certain dollar amount that people should keep in keep in mind? Like when they decide if they're going to crowdfund or not? On average, across all crowdfunding platforms, projects raise $1,000. So that's the average across every platform. The average on iPhone Women is $5,000. Entrepreneurs that invest in iPhone Women's coaching resources end up raising um, $22,000. The range really is anywhere from like we've seen on our platform from $1,000 to $350,000. It really depends on how much money you need, how big your crowd is. So right, crowdfunding is all about raising money Mm. from your crowd. The bigger the crowd, the more money you can raise and how much money you need. That's something that we really work with entrepreneurs to figure out. Like, yeah, $100,000 might be nice for everybody's business, but is it actually what you need to do the first iteration of whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, And maybe what you need is $5,000. And with $5,000, you can improve your app. Um, And with $10,000, you can 
uh, improve or launch your website. We really want to help our entrepreneurs understand what's the minimum amount of money they need so that they can be successful both personally and publicly the first time that they're crowdfunding. I love that. Really. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah, that's so awesome because support is a really big thing. And even just with with knowing how to go about it. So for for my business, for example, I didn't use any money up front for the first phase, but I've thought about things that would require money and it just seems so daunting to to try to figure all that out. So your coaching aspect, I think that yeah, that sounds wonderful too, that it's that it's part of the support to make sure that you can be successful. And it's something that we really focus on because we want to see women win the first time. We want them to have like, we, you know, we want crowdfunding to be getting to first base is really like that, that first public, um, they're going out to the public to talk about their business, to be super successful. And we know that success comes from setting a goal that you know you can hit and understanding how you're going to hit that goal. So knowing, okay, I need $10,000 for my per- first production line. I need to raise that from 200 people who are going to give this much money on average. This is my list of 250 people. And this is the message that I'm going to give to each one of them. What we don't want ever is for people to think that they're magical money elves, that there are. (laughs) And that's really one of the biggest mistakes of crowdfunding is people thinking, okay, I'll put this up. I'll put up a crowdfunding page. Everybody will come to my page and it will be so easy to raise money. And everybody should know that that's not the way anything works. Unfortunately, we wish it was, but it's not. No, that's, I mean, especially now there's a lot even for donations for charities and things. So I think, you know, people are more used to seeing it. So you probably still have to differentiate. Totally. And I think people need to understand like why rewards-based crowdfunding works, why it helps female entrepreneurs raise the capital that they need for their business. And the reason is women have harder times getting access to loans. When they do get loans, they get smaller loan amounts with higher interest rates, or they're going into credit card bill, uh, credit card debt, trying to fund their startups. And so women have really strong communities and they're great storytellers. And that combo makes for a perfect storm in um, having a successful crowdfunding campaign. Is there any time that crowdfunding won't work for someone or they shouldn't use it? From our experience, we've seen that for the only time that crowdfunding doesn't work is if entrepreneurs have no crowd at all. And in that stage, it can still work. We have entrepreneurs that come to us and say, I have this great idea, but but my family, my friends, nobody's supporting me. And so that's a time where we say, take a pause. And what you need to do is build your crowd. And how do you build your crowd? You start telling every single person about your business. And and this is kind of, you know, I think that there are a lot of negative aspects to social media that we hear about all the time, but they're also awesome aspects which can allow somebody in in Chicago to connect with somebody on Florida, in Florida, and to be able to start joining Facebook groups, Twitter communities, LinkedIn pods, all of these different places where entrepreneurs are mixing and mingling or your customers are mixing mixing and mingling online and to connect with them and to start telling them about your campaign, your business, what it is you're hoping to raise money for. And if you don't have that crowd that you're bringing to the crowdfunding campaign, really spending time building it up. So that's, I, I think that crowdfunding can really work for a lot of businesses. There gets to be a point 
And, and we hope that this happens to every project on iFund Women, where entrepreneurs need a lot more money to uh, to move their business to the next level, millions and millions of dollars. And that's where I think that um, many entrepreneurs are looking at more formal rounds of capital, like uh, venture capital. But for the our um, target market is startups that are raising seed capital to launch, grow, pivot. And we're topic and agnostic, and we've seen every different type of uh, business succeed on iFund Women. Can you explain the difference um, for those that may not know with venture capital versus crowdfunding? So venture capital is, well, first of all, only 1% of startups are ever raising venture capital. So a lot of times people think of um, crowdfunding as an alternative financing option. We believe that venture capital really is an alternative financing option. If only 1% of startups are ever raising it, it really is not an option open to most people. It gets a lot of buzz and it's really sexy. But it really, I mean, first of all, it's not right for every single business. Some businesses need to raise $10,000 and then they'll be successful. Then they'll start generating revenue and they can grow from that revenue that they, recurring revenue. Uh, venture capital is right for businesses that need large sums of money to scale their business. So millions and millions of dollars to scale their business and that they cannot succeed without it. And that is not every single business at all. Yeah, for sure. It's not. That's okay. That's great. Thanks for clarifying that. And how about what mistakes do you typically see people make when they decide to crowdfund for their business? That's a little bit of what I was touching on before. I think the biggest mistake is not doing any prep work and believing that there's magical money elves that will just come and back your campaign when you put it up. And, and I think that that point uh, bears repeating. We believe that like anytime you're launching something, the first step you should do is get educated. And the great news is in the era of the internet um, and e-learning, there's so much great content online for really anything that you're trying to learn. So the first step you should do is do your homework, Is is understand what crowdfunding is, how how you need to prepare for it and um, kind of what stage your business is in in terms of when you're ready to launch a campaign. And then you really want to take the next time to really build up your crowd um, so that when you launch, you're not just sitting there waiting for magical money elves. I tell entrepreneurs all of the time that you can have the best idea in the world that will make everybody's lives better, but if you never tell anybody about it, nobody will ever find out about it. And so really you want to be promoting yourself every single opportunity you can get and telling as many people as possible about it so that when you launch a crowdfunding campaign or even when you launch your business, people have heard about it. They know about it. They associate you with it. They're not confused about it. They, you've already, you've told them what to think and what to feel about it and then what to do. And, and that really all comes from great prep work. So iFund Women is really taking them through that process. And then it's not only about the crowdfunding to be successful, but also the mentorship, right? Yeah, totally. Um, I think one of the best things that we do starting off is for entrepreneurs who invest in our e-coaching platform, um, we have a series of different calls. But one of my favorite calls is pitch honing because having a strong pitch is critical at every stage of your business because you're going to be giving a pitch of what you do to every single person you talk to, to investors, to, to potential hires, to parents at your kid's school, to customers. And, and starting off with a really strong pitch and a confident pitch and something that you feel really proud of 
is going to really help people's first impression of your business. And it's like the same thing as having a great website or having a great video explaining what it is you do. First impressions matter. And if when you're giving a pitch, you're stumbling or you're unsure or you don't seem confident, that's how people are going to perceive you to be, even though it may not be true. And so we want our, to really gear up our entrepreneurs to have a really strong pitch to really start off their business, to make sure that everybody knows, you know, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is the problem I'm solving. This is what I want you to do as a result of that. That's going to really, um, really start off your business in a strong way and especially start off your crowdfunding campaign in a strong way. This is fantastic. So I found women is filling such a such an important space, especially for for female entrepreneurs and what they can do. In your journey so far, what's something that you struggled with during the creation or the growth of iFundWomen? And what did you do to get through it? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I think that people talk a lot about entrepreneur life and how it's a struggle. I am so lucky that I am a co-founder on a team. So I have two other co-founders that I launched iFundWomen with, Karen Kahn, who's our founder and CEO, and Sarah Summers, who's head of marketing and is um, our my other co-founder. So every issue that we've ever had working together and having other people to bounce ideas off of is so helpful. It's hard when when something goes wrong to not feel like you're taking it personally. So we launched iFund Women, and this is what we advise everybody does. We launched on a very simple MVP. MVP stands for a minim, minimally viable product. So we didn't want to spend millions of dollars on a oh, great platform before understanding, is this something that people want? So we launched and we started having tech problems. And truly, every time we did, I it was like a dagger to my heart because I was the person having to fix all of them. And it was really, it feels hard to tell people, you know, something's wrong. We're working on getting it fixed and stand by. We can help you in any other way possible. But you learn how to do that. And the fact of the matter is we live in a time where we're used to everything working perfectly all the time. And if it doesn't, it's inexcusable. And that's not how anything works. There are always tech problems. Every big platform has tech problems. First of all, what we learned is we had to replatform, that we had so <laughs> much demand. So we had to, and we, and we did, and, and it's been great since then, but we had to replatform, which has made my life a lot better. But but I think what our approach was, and I learned this from our CEO, is just being honest with people is saying, listen, we have something going on right now. Our developers are looking into it. We are on call if you need our help in any way. Let us know what we can do. And really kind of providing that personalized service help. When you're launching a new business, you have to differentiate yourself from other people. And we started off differentiating ourselves and we continue to by having a personal approach. We know the entrepreneurs that are crowdfunding and iPhone women. We are truly a community. I know everybody's first name. I am in contact with all of the people, not all, but most of the people raising money on our platform, because we know that having a person that you can talk to, a real life person to ask questions to, to get on the phone with really, really helps, especially mm -hmm. when you're going through something like asking for money. That's pretty nerve wracking. Right. Well, and that ties into the mentorship too, which mm -hmm. is what it's based on because yeah, going through those stages is very daunting. Yeah. And then- the whole aspect of money and asking for money is a whole other thing too. So yeah, I think that that's something that, you know, I think people will say women struggle with, but I think a lot of people struggle with it's hard to ask for money. And we really try to help women to swallow that to understand, like, really starting off with a, a strong pitch 
really helps. And strong and on-point messaging of what you're doing, why you need to raise the money, how your backer support will help you to do that is critical. And what I know is most people want to help. Most people are, they want to be supportive. They want to help. But if you told me about your business and I said, that sounds great, here's $20, that would feel socially awkward, right? That would feel like, okay, $20, $20 is both not that much and also maybe like, an, you know, it might feel embarrassing. But as a part of a crowdfunding campaign, it's not. Like think of everybody in your network, you know, the thousands right. of people we're fr friends with in quotations on social media. If we actually tapped into those people and said, you know, if you're my friend, would you support me at any amount of money you feel comfortable with, whether that's $5, whether that's $5 thousand dollars, all of those dollar amounts really add up to help somebody bring their business to life. And that really feels like pretty powerful that didn't used to exist before. And, and social media really has allowed that to exist. And I believe that is so cool. And it's going to change the way everybody is thinking about financing the early days of their business. And it doesn't have to be that they're crowdfunding to their direct customer avatar, right? This is going to the crowd. They don't, they're participating then in helping you get started, but you don't have to be speaking to your future customer, right? So that's, Yep. And that's actually a great point that you brought up. And it's something I talk to people on the phone all the time. You might have a business that is targeted towards kids. And you might have told everybody in your network about it. You talk about it all the time. But some people in your network don't have kids the ages that, you know, you have a kid's book series. Their kids are older, they don't need it, or they don't have kids. Crowdfunding allows you to tap into every single person in your network, not just your consumers. Not Pardon me, not just your customers. Allows you to tap into all the people, the um, your coworkers, your um people you went to college with, people that you went to business school with, all of these different people to really grow your business. And I think what's really awesome is it allows those people that want to support you, but don't want what you're selling to be able to participate. And that's so meaningful. And we hear great stories all the time of someone saying, you know, a guy I went to college with who I hadn't talked to in 20 years gave $1,000 to my crowdfunding campaign. Like, how cool is that? Mm -hmm. And it really does tap into like networks and communities and 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 letting letting you tell a great story and hearing what people have to say back I think it's really powerful in terms of sharing do people share on all their different social media platforms so it's on mm -hmm. iFund women but then how do they share that beyond iFund women so when you launch a crowdfunding campaign on iFund women you have a URL that directly tag takes people to your campaign we recommend sharing it every way and and I tell people when they're thinking about outreach think about reaching out to people in ways people can't ignore so you can post something on your personal Facebook page. You don't know who's going to see that, right? But mm -hmm. if you if you direct message people on Facebook, that's it's a direct approach. People, it's harder for people to ignore that. You can send a mass email, but sending personalized emails helps. It takes more time, but it converts by say, you know saying, mm -hmm. "I was so glad to support your New York City Marathon the other year for two hundred bucks. I'd love if you would check out my crowdfunding campaign and see what I'm trying to do with my business and back me for two hundred bucks." Mm -hmm. um, and 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 I think that it really does convert. Some of our great campaigns have texted everybody in their phone because they know like people are in text so much more. People do Facebook Lives, Instagram Lives, really wherever your audience is or wherever you're comfortable communicating with people, that's where you should be reaching out to people. Um, you don't need to go and join a new platform that you never use 
just to start a crowdfunding campaign, wherever you're um, comfortable with and you're speaking to people there, build up that audience. And that's where you should be reaching out to people as part of your campaign. I want to go back to something from before too, for clarity. Um, another question. So when you said you had to re-platform, that means you completely changed where iFundWomen was on the internet and used a completely different software? Yep. So we um, we built out a completely new platform. So we were uh, launched on WordPress and was a plugin on WordPress and we launched an entire new platform. We worked with our develop- developer team to create, we basically built out our own website and own crowdfunding tools. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a so that's that was pro- you you proved your MVP. Exactly. <laughs> and you and had to make your own you should do. Because yeah. what you don't want to do is go out and spend, you know, $100,000 on creating a website that's absolutely perfect that you might think is perfect, right? And right. nobody comes to use it or your audience doesn't use it in the way that you do. And we were able to get especially from our awesome beta users, we were able to get a lot of feedback of what people wanted and what they didn't want. And that informed what we were doing. And and we waited until there was really demand for it. And and our revenue showed that we had capital to be able to do that. And we replatformed. And it's been since then, like, when you see the numbers of how many people were starting projects, it literally, it was truly when people talk about hockey stick growth, that's what our numbers were. <laughs> So it showed that, you know, it was the right move for us to do. Right. And so once someone finishes a campaign, what happens next? So when you finish your campaign, we always recommend keeping in touch with your backers as much as possible. So telling them, okay, I finished a campaign. So we had a great project out of North Carolina, low, uh, pardon me, out of Seattle, Loho Tights. Um, she was creating really awesome tights with bands that were more like um, hanky-panky underwear, not those like tight, uncomfortable bands on your stomach. She was manufacturing them in North Carolina. And every time she would go down to the factory, she would send an update through her iFund Women campaign saying, you know, went through the factory, um, tights are, you know, going to be a month late, but I'll keep you updated. And then when they were ready to be shipped, she sent out a survey to everybody so they were able to get the tights. And she kind of continued using iFund Women to communicate with her backers about wh- what stage her her business was in. We have tons of entrepreneurs who come back to do a second crowdfunding campaign. We had a great entrepreneur, Lauren Beasley out of Nashville, who did a um, a camp for uh, a dance camp for kids with special needs. She raised uh, $10,000 in like two days. And then she wanted to build out like a more fleshed out version of it. And just launched her second crowdfunding campaign and raised a hundred thousand dollars, including a huge contribution from the backer, the from the founder of Pure Bar Yoga. So she was able yeah. to really say, "This is what I did. I raised this amount of money for an MVP." And then, you know what? There is actual demand. She went back to her audience, and and they were there. They'd seen what she had built up and had uh, were excited to contribute to her campaign again. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, to even keep in touch and then get people, yeah, get getting people involved and invested to come back. Yeah. So it sounds like they could even, they're also kind of using it a little bit as accountability. The fact that they keep in touch with the people that have funded with them and showing them the progress of the project. That's really- And, and the fact of the matter is when you're raising money, And when you're starting a business, especially anytime you're manufacturing something, sometimes things can go awry and, you know, maybe the order's delayed or maybe you raise $10,000, but it's going to take 20,000. We tell our entrepreneurs that really this is your crowd that you're raising money from. Be transparent with them as much as possible. Nobody wants to wait. Nobody wants to kind of have to ask what's happening next. Where are my XYZ? 
Mm-hmm. So if things are running late, let them know that. If there's an issue, let them know that. If your business has pivoted, let them know that. And, and be decent because this is your network and this will reflect on you. And and people understand that things come up. Most startups fail. But if you kind of keep people in the dark about it, that's not a cool thing to do. So really, like, just be open and honest with people about what's going on. And and I think people will will are always understanding. Yeah, that's a great point. Because what if you have another project in the future? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and you want people, you want to feel good. And I think you don't want to feel like you have to ignore people if you see them on the street. Right. <laughs> okay, Kate. So what is something that you, that you used to fear in your business, but you don't anymore? Speaking publicly, um, because I hadn't done it that much, but now I'm doing it a lot more. Mm-hmm. I still, I still, you know, I think always get nervous before that. So speaking publicly was something I used to be nervous about. I think what a little bit of what I touched on before is I think as women, sometimes we struggle when things aren't perfect all of the time. And mm. when you have a product that's not perfect. And one of our mantras at iFund Women is like, perfect is the enemy of done. Sometimes you just have yes. to get something up there that is the best version possible. You can always change it. And that's like um, what both of my co-founders have really, like we we really kind of have, this has been like our mantra together is you can always change things. You can put something up and it's not going to stay that way forever. And it's one of the things I love working at a startup. You can put something up and put a button somewhere and say, you know what? People are really clicking it or they're not clicking it. So let's move the button. And and it doesn't have to be that the button is always stuck that way for till eternity, that things continue to change and people will complain and, and you will have to deal with that. I used to struggle a lot more with people complaining but now I've realized, you know, that's just what happens in businesses, that sometimes people are going to complain and they're not going to be happy and there's nothing you can do to get them there. I try to kind of understand what someone's going through and, and try to help as much as possible. But sometimes like there's nothing I can do that's going to make somebody feel good. And then I have to understand that it's not me. But it, when mm. it is your business, it's hard to not feel like, oh, this is me. They yes. don't like <laughs> they don't like what I have built or what we've built. They like and and they're unhappy with that. You know, that hurts my feelings. Yes, me too. Like if you get like a negative product review, yeah, or just feedback, I totally get that. <laughs> but then I think like, you know, that that will always, always, always happen. You're never going to create something that everybody loves. Think about iPhones or, you know, any sort of technology that makes everybody's lives awesome and they use them all the time, but people still have complaints about them. There's right. no product that exists out there that that is complaint free. Right. That's true. Yeah. And the expectations just get higher and higher too. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Can you please tell everyone where we can find you and find out more about iFund Women? Mm -hmm. So um, we have two websites for iFund Women, uh, www.ifundwomen.com. That's the path you want to go if you want to start a crowdfunding campaign. And then we launched our coaching platform in this past spring. And that is coaching at ifundwomen.com, where every entrepreneur will have free access to our uh, two-hour online how to crowdfund e-course, which really is a full introduction on everything you need to know about crowdfunding. But then we also have awesome resources on our coaching platform. We have paid monthly coaching plans where you can learn everything from how to build up your network, getting your social started, intro to Facebook analytics or Instagram ads or crowdfunding pitch honing, which I'd mentioned before. And then we also have a, a creative studio where we help film awesome crowdfunding videos so that you can launch your campaign feeling super proud of the um, digital assets that you're putting forward forth. 
Awesome. I'll link all of that in the show notes too so that everyone can can easily find you guys. Perfect. Kate, thank you so much. I loved hearing all about iFundWomen and crowdfunding and everything that you guys are doing. It's really fantastic and I really appreciate your work. Thank you. I'm super glad to be here and, and really just spreading the word about great funding opportunities for female entrepreneurs. Yes, fantastic. So I feel like now I'm ready to go crowdfund, even though I have nothing to crowdfund for. (laughs) I have something to crowdfund for. Do you want to do it for me? (laughs) No, not really. But I'll help you. I will help you. I will support you and cheerlead you. Those are good tips. That was great information. Yeah, she's really, she's really fantastic. And they have really cool um, projects on their website, like really cool things that people are doing to, you know, that they want crowdfunding for. I love that. I'd love to hear more about if anybody in the audience um, has engaged in any kind of crowdfunding and what kind of experiences that you had. Um, so we'd love to hear about that in the HQ. Or if you're not already a member, you can find us at the fearlessbusinesspodcast.com or the Fearless Business Podcast HQ, which is a private Facebook group. Join us. We're fun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we really are. We're delightful. Despite <laughs> what our producer wish. says. <laughs> right. And if you wish, leaves ratings, reviews, all of those fun things. Thanks so much. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit the transitionscollective.com. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.